What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Ethan and Terry Show, a podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. It's your boy Ethan, also known as Easy Pull Up. I'm here with my guy Terry Jenkins Jr. for episode number 57. Uh, I'd like to shout out to all of our first time listeners and viewers, as well as our last time listeners and viewers. Be sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to the pod, leave us a rating and review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, Terry, bro, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, the last couple days in the city in Portland, bro, have been unbearable. It was a blatant reminder of why I fled to the West Coast in the first place. Uh, record setting, record setting temperatures up here, 116 degrees recorded on yesterday. Uh, it has been crazy. I hate to complain to somebody that lives in the South about the heat, but my body's just been taken out of it for so long, dog. I forgot what it was like. (laughs) (laughs) No, you you're okay because I don't think we've been at 116 yet. We've had 106, 102 yeah. a few times, yeah. um, which is it's probably I'm not gonna lie, it's probably 106 in Portland just off the humidity alone here in Houston. Um, cause mm-hmm. it's a different hot man. It's a different hot. Yeah, it's like hot hot. Yeah, like and don't that, cool down hot here. And yeah. that's the, that's what I feel like. I feel like my body was kind of primed for it, even though I hadn't experienced that type of heat in a while. Because 116 here is obviously with like basically no humidity, right? And so it's a true 116 yeah. versus back home or or down where you are. It's like 106, but 70% humidity, meaning it's probably like, what, 110, 111? <laughs> <In terms> of, <laughs> of, of, of how it feels. So, I mean, it, it took me back to those football days, bro, for real, for real, for real. But that being said, man, I hope everybody is at least staying cool wherever you are, man. As we're now getting, oh, actually, it's officially summer now. So I hope everybody's enjoying their summer and getting active, but still staying cool. Without further ado, though, let's get into it, though, Terry. Uh, NBA playoffs still at the top of the docket right now, man. The Eastern Conference Finals as well as the Western Conference Finals. Uh, currently, right now, as we're even doing this episode, uh, we got the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm actually not, not facing my TV at the moment, but I'm assuming Atlanta's still up. Yeah, Atlanta's still up, and Atlanta's might win this game. Um, this is definitely breaking news here. Uh, I think. Oh God, yeah. Um, Giannis isn't returning. It's either ACL tear, or MCL tear, or both. You're kidding. Um, his leg. No, I'm not kidding. His leg bit. Um, like bent, bent, bent backwards, um, and did not look good at all. Not at all. Um, very sad to announce. Um, no, plenty of people who listen to the show and tune into the show knows how big of a fan I am of Giannis. But even the crowd here in Atlanta, um, everybody's just hurt. And of course, you know Giannis' brother, it being his brother, he's very emotional right now. Um, but yeah, man, crazy, crazy, crazy NBA season. Um, definitely. I mean, we're, we're starting the topic off with the playoffs, of course, and you know we get to the playoffs and we have key superstars, um, Anthony Davis, LeBron, who was tweaked up. Um, then you know this goes on to James Harden, Kyrie Irving, two huge injuries there. Um, Kawhi Leonard, like. Uh, I'm trying to think when to stop, Ethan. Um, Chris Paul was out shortly. I mean, but we don't know. It's Giannis. You know, Giannis is a different physical being. 
um, to say the least, bro. So, I mean, we've seen Kobe hit a free throw and walk off with, you know, Achilles tear, um, a torn Achilles. We, we've seen people take, you know, some punishment. Yeah, as a big guy, um, it looked like his knee was already padded up, so no telling exactly what's going on with it. But he was able to walk off the court. That's a good sign. We'll, we'll see how things continue for him um, going forward. Um, but, yeah, let, let, breaking that, I don't think this has ever happened at the Ethan and Terry show. Uh, <laughs> first time. Um, but, yeah, crazy, man. Crazy, crazy playoffs, man, to say the least. Um, if the Hawks are able to hold us out, being up 10 points right now, third quarter, Giannis is going to the back of the locker room. I doubt he returns. Um, I highly doubt it. Um, if, if this thing goes 2-2 and Giannis and Trey are both out, we, we don't even know um, <laughs> what the end result will be. Um, and then you look in the Western Conference, you still have Kawhi out. But huge, huge win on last night by the Clippers. Paul George putting up 41 points, 13 rebounds with seven assists. Um, just reminding people that he's a superstar, Ethan. Um, what, what, what did you kind of take away from last night's game? Well, uh, most certainly just to kind of go back, like thoughts and prayers definitely with Giannis right now. That I'm kind of just like shook right. by that because uh, everything, yeah. that you, everything that you just said, though, leading up to to, uh, to, to the segue back into the topics was absolutely true. This is a, a NBA playoffs unlike anything I think the NBA has seen in, in recent years in recent years, this season, let alone the postseason. Um, but no, getting into getting into last night's game with the Clippers and Suns, uh, I mean, it's a testament to the fact that, bro, this guy's a vet, man. I mean, Terry, you and I were talking this morning about, you know, the Indiana Pacers, Paul George. How soon are we to forget that this guy has been has been handling his business for a very long time in this league? I mean, he's 31, years, 31 to 32 years old, still in his early 30s, still has a good – good amount of time left in his league, man. He's proven to people he's he's stepping up where he finally needs to step up. One thing that I'm really noticing that when a lot of these superstars um, or these teams that are superstar uh, or that have like one or two like big name guys is that when they do lose one, it's like they gel together even stronger and tighter. And you, I don't know if that's just the chemistry, if that's the coaching or a combination of both. But what Paul George has been able to exhibit to we, to will the the Clippers to victory right now, along with Reggie Jackson, along with Morris uh, Senior, bro, this is great basketball. This is great basketball. Yeah, but but you know, looking ahead though to the remaining games, it's still very hard for me to to bet against Phoenix right now, bro. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, with with it being, they only need one. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta imagine. And I know Chris Paul has been in any situation before. Um, no disrespect to James Harden. Yeah, Chris Paul was injured in that in that series. And we all, I mean, it's a lot of what us. And everyone always says, what if? Um, but you look at Devin Booker, he's a closer, man. He has that mentality, um, what people like to call nowadays, that mamba mentality is the phrase for it. I can see, I, I can't see the next, what, three, two games mm-hmm. going by and Devin Booker not dropping 40 for the win. That's just what type of player he is, the way he brings to the table. 
he's a superstar in my opinion. He's proven that in these playoffs. He proved it in, you know, in the first series against the Lakers. And I feel like we're going to see that energy from him again before it's all said and done. Um, so I'm with you. I still got Phoenix pulling this thing off. I honestly want to say six. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say next game is the last game. Um, I want to say that that will be get there. Um, but yeah, I, unless Kawhi walks back out on their court, which again, we just talked about injuries, he's out. Um, with a, I think it's a sprained knee is what they're finally announcing. They're, they're, uh, it seems mm-hmm. like they're keeping, it seems like they're going to keep him out just in, unless they make it to just, just a critical game three, game four swing in the finals, bro. They're trying to make sure he has all the rest that he could possibly get and all the time to heal. Um, you know, but, but kind of going back to the East at this point now, honestly, again, breaking news, you know, Giannis just left the game. Uh, with an apparent knee injury. Um, Terry, you know, one thing, I mean, kind of per what I just mentioned about how when a team loses one of their more significant or key players and then they're forced to kind of gel tighter together, do you think the veteran leadership of Chris Middleton as well as P.J. Tucker as well as Brooke Lopez, do you feel like that is enough to slow down this this young, energetic Atlanta Hawks team who, albeit Trey Young is out, but at least they can they know that they can probably expect them back. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Right, if we're talking going forward in the series, of course I have to see um exactly what's Giannis status. Um but this is this is to me more importantly is gonna come down to Budenhoser. Now we saw how they folded against Philly the other year when Giannis got hurt as well. Um mind you, same thing kinda happened. He went down um, the series is honestly over at that point. Um, but yeah, they, they completely collapsed. Um, we, you only have to like wonder, um, can they make adjustments with Drew Holiday and with, with Chris Milton? Are those two enough? Can they both go get to 30? Um, another thing too, with Trey Young being out, um, I was watching the game with a friend and I actually told him, I was like, Hey, yeah, even though Trey Young is out, the Hawks' defense is actually better without Trey Young. Yeah. They've got all five guys who can hold a defender and use their body to guard in space. Um, Trey Young is a smaller guy. He's never been known for his defense. He's good at, you know, plugging in the holes, you know, plugging the, the passing lanes, you know, jumping passing lanes. But he's never been a great defender. Now you get to see someone like Cam Reddish more featured in offense. Um, Trey Young is also a what we like to call a volume shooter, meaning he's going to get – yeah, he'll, he'll drop 30 for you, but he's probably mm-hmm. going to put up about 25 to 30 shots to do it. Um, now you have more shots for guys out there like um, Bondanovich, Skalinori, um, and, and Hunter, guys who are you know technically more efficient scorers than Trey Young. I'm not going to say they're better. Of course they're not. And they're not better all-around scorers, but they're more efficient. And so you have those guys taking more of the shots. Um, probability is your offense is going to be able to hold up, um, and your, your defense is playing better. You can have a good outcome. And so uh, it's up to the Bucks to make adjustments. They'll definitely have to make adjustments. Um, even when Trey comes back, um, they'll have to make adjustments. The good thing of Trey when when Trey returns, and if he does return. Um, is you got Drew Holiday going against Trey Young one on one, 
which Drew Holiday has been winning that matchup. It doesn't. He's not having as big of a game as he's had um, tonight when he had in front of Trey Young. So right. that's you know kind of good news there. But right but, now uh, it's tough to say. I'm be honest with you. I, I don't know who I want to pick because both of the, the superstars are out. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, in I mean, honestly, I kind of want to go back to to to, to Cam Reddish really quickly. Bro, looking at Cam Reddish, even watch him in the first half, bro. I'm, I'm excited about his future. I am excited about what he can bring, you know, to to that team. I mean, you know, we knew at Duke what he could do, right? But at the same time, you know, you're there with Zion and uh, RJ, so you kind of like the proverbial Chris Bosh to 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 their LeBron D Wade type of combination. You know, people still see how well you perform. That's not a slight at Cam Reddish at all. But for him to kind of really come into his pro game, I'm just really excited to see that man. And but they but they the commentators are saying this is his first time getting any type of significant uh, gameplay, I guess, since February. And so you know he's obviously having to come back, yeah, work, work work through a lot of those kinks, man. But but to your point, I mean, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I, I was on the fence about Milwaukee or Atlanta. Um, part of me wants to root for Nate McMillan being a black coach. You know, everything he's done for the Atlanta Hawks and that team and just literally helping, like, their will to win, which is why I would love to see them in the finals. But realistically, I knew that Giannis was going to find a way to dominate. Um, and I still feel like they can get they can get there. But it'll be a, in de- it'll be a definite seven-game series uh, without him. Oh, yeah, definitely. So are, are, you, are you saying right now that you pick Milwaukee? If I have to pick... Yeah, yeah, dang serious. Which I guess you are asking. Um, I'm gonna trust Boomhoser to keep his job one, and, and I'm gonna say Milwaukee comes out of this um, in six games. If if Milwaukee ends up winning the championship, is Chris Middleton going to the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. Ah, come on, man. Way, listen, I'll say this: the only way Milwaukee is winning the championship. Mm-hmm. As if Giannis returns, um, but yes, if, if they win, if Giannis returns and, and they go on to win, you would definitely have to consider uh, Chris Middleton for <laughs> the Hall of Fame. Nobody wants to say it. It's the that, truth. That I mean, man he, hooping, bro. He, he's. I would almost say he was Scotty Pippen, but I don't remember Scotty dropping forty something points um, in the game. Man, look, man, I I, I love it for him. During the Easter Conference Finals, I don't remember Scotty doing that. I don't I don't know if you saw what I sent in the uh, text thread about how they said Paul George is the Michael Jordan of Chris Middleton's. Bro, do you understand how hilarious that is? But yet, how so <laughs> disrespectful that is to Paul George. <laughs> that is, oh, bro. What about to Chris Middleton? Like nobody hey. respects this man game, bro, and he's actually a superstar. Bro, honestly, I'll be honest, bro. I'll keep it a thousand. I mean, granted, Kawhi's game is a little bit more uh, complete. It seems like, and and he's just he's a, yeah. a better he's a better defender. But low key, if you give Chris Middleton a similar situation to maybe what Kawhi has had in his career, and maybe he, I'm not saying he's Kawhi, but. Maybe he gets a new. They're definitely close <laughs> in resemblance as far as player and um, or maybe that's personality. It. Or, or, or maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe that's 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 what I'm saying. 
but all the while, uh, just just to kind of reel it back in, uh, rein it in, bro. Christmas, yeah, Milwaukee, they're they're still my pick to come out of the East. Um, but again, you really hope that. I mean, I, I mean, I guess you saw that Giannis uh, made his way back to the bench. Oh yeah, so he's back on the bench. So that that's a good sign. And I mean, I I pray honestly both him and Trey are able to come back. And just to throw this out here, I think the NBA should definitely consider shortening the season. But I feel like when it comes to TV ratings, instead of them, um, you know, losing that money on the TV ratings, just extend the playoffs. I think that the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, those teams should still be given at least three a three-day break just to make sure players are rested, healthy, and ready to go. Who knows? Yeah. We may be able to see a playoff series where players pull like a Giannis did, um, KD and LeBron James did, you know, playing the entire game because they know, hey, after this game, um, we're at least going to be guaranteed three days off before game two or game three or whatever. But I think the NBA should really look into um, giving teams that are in the you know, Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals, even in the other rounds, you know. I understand the first round having games every day because you have enough teams where you can spread it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should look in – the NBA should definitely look into extending the playoff period just just for rest purpose, you know what I'm saying? You want – And I don't I think mean, the, fan, the fans aren't going to be about that either, bro. Exactly. And I feel like the playoffs are, yeah, they're the playoffs. But we want to see the best players compete, you know. And right. and I'm not going to lie to you. I can't sit here and say that them having to play, you know, one day off games doesn't affect their bodies. You know, one day of wrestling and boom, you back out on court. Terry, Terry I, I think about it all the time. Like, can you imagine? Granted, in terms of you know, not really having to wait a long time to redeem yourself. Uh, you know, if you play the bad game, maybe that's good for the psyche because, you know, you can get right back out there literally in 48 hours. But to your point, it doesn't compare to the the wear and tear, man, on your body. I mean, look at it, man. Between between Kawhi Leonard, I mean, Jamal Murray, for what it's worth, if we want to take it back to the, uh, to, to the regular season. Uh, now in the case of Giannis, AD, uh, even LeBron and the injury that he, that he sustained, Towards the end of the season, you know, I mean, come on, bro. I mean, the, the, the this is the proof, right? This is the burden of evidence that that you have to examine. But I agree with you. If they if they end up extending the playoff period, I mean, from a even from a monetary standpoint, you know, they can still find a way to continue to strengthen. Uh, I guess like the ad revenue that that would come from an extended uh, period. And then on top of that too, I mean, you hate it for baseball, right? Because ESPN, they you know you have to show X amount of of uh, major league baseball games, but the NBA is their top product across the spectrum. So, I mean, I mean I ain't if it feels a little weird, actually, it doesn't even feel weird watching uh, pro basketball uh, head into July now. It doesn't. I know it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, at all. It doesn't at all, man. I mean, it's not like the NFL starting tomorrow. Like, and then it's like, dang, <laughs> like, all right. But you know, but then again, at the same time, last year with the uh, with the bubble, we kind of got prepared for what a late summer uh, basketball schedule could look like. But uh, but anyway, man, uh, my pick coming out coming out the West. I'm still rolling with Phoenix, uh, and which means we're both still rolling with Milwaukee as well, right? 
Yep, yep. So it's still the same. Yeah. Aside from the injuries. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, again, man, prayers up to Giannis. Prayers up to really, really, really all the players right now, man. <laughs> it's just for them to really just get yeah. healthy. And if they're down right now, man, to, to rest up, you know, again, you hate to hit them with the proverbial think about your career, your future type of thing. But to be quite honest with you, yeah. So anyway, man, uh, but onward, on to other news across the association. Terry, if you would allow me to just have a bit of a, I don't know if a soliloquy is the right term here, but I need that because, Terry, I want to take you back to the year 2000, okay? It's the year 2000, and this is uh, WNBA basketball still within the early years. During that time, Terry, there was a, a franchise in Portland. They had a WNBA franchise in Portland, and they were known as the Portland Fire. Uh, Terry, mm-hmm. the, team, the team lasted for three seasons. team lasted for three seasons. Uh, as a matter of fact, they never did better than a 500 record, which they managed to even achieve in their last year of, uh, of existence in the WNBA. How is that relevant to the means of conversation as I segue into the next topic? Well, Terry, I'm glad you asked. There are two things very synonymous or very ironic even, or I don't know, timely or coincidental about the, the team named the Portland Fire. Is that and how it's relevant to today? And is that the city mm-hmm. of Portland, figuratively and borderline literally, is under fire? Especially as it pertains to the other half of that uh, metaphor being basketball, because basketball, professional basketball in the city of Portland, as we know, is on fire and not in a good way. All right. Uh, exciting news though coming out of uh, coming out of the city of Roses with the Portland Trailblazers and Chauncey Billups agreeing to a five-year deal. I believe the fifth year being a team option on his uh, contract. Um, and people are excited, but people are also very, very, very uh, angry. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, Terry, about the city of Portland. Portland, or actually, they probably do know this. The state of Oregon is in and of itself designed to be a, a, a white utopia, if you will. And the city of Portland is no different. Uh, however, at the same time, well, within recent years, it's been blanketed and kind of cascaded with this surface level type of covering of wokeness, right? And it's not to say that people here aren't inclusive. The LGBTQ community is very huge here. Uh, Portland or the state of Oregon is only a blue state primarily because of the city of Portland, obviously having the most people uh, in terms of population in the city, in the uh, state. Thus, most of them voting blue, thus carrying the blue vote for the state. However, Terry, bro, when it comes to Chauncey Billups, there was now he was uh, allegedly um, not he wasn't wasn't charged nor convicted or none of that. But there were rape allegations against him uh, back in 1997, which I believe was his rookie season in the NBA. Uh, while while I believe he was playing for the Boston Celtics, um, you know. It, it, it's been 24 years since then. A lot of people really don't even know about it. Hell, Terry, most of, most of the Blazer fans even found out about it uh, within the last, uh, you know, four days since it's, since it's been news. And people people here are upset, bro. They they said, obviously, they're like, yo, why are you, why are y'all bringing in this guy with his history and his background, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people are taking Damian Lillard to task, uh, basically saying he's enabling this guy to be able to become a coach. 
in this uh, in this league for this team. People were threatening to pull their season tickets, Terry. Uh, a lot of people generally aren't quote-unquote fans. And Portland, to be honest with you, is the type of city to where the vocal minority, meaning anybody in any type of opposition of any kind, will be heard in one way or another, which honestly is in and of itself rooted in white privilege. But at the same time, that's kind of how the, the, the societal construct of the city is. And so the the team, and then Damian Lillard, obviously kind of as a, uh, I wouldn't say as a direct result, but from the way that the team has handled the coaching situation, has rumor has it that he'll probably seek to be traded this uh, this offseason. So my soliloquy coming to an end, I'm, I'm going to segue to you, Terry, because, you know, you don't live here. <laughs> you're not a fan. And you're not, you're not a fan. So, so I really wanted to get your take, man. But what does the hiring of Chauncey Billups amid all of the controversy mean for the Trailblazer organization? Um, bad timing, I guess. I mean, sucks for Chauncey Billups, but end of the day, if if you're in Portland. You have to do exactly what you did, just Ethan. And you've you've been living in Portland now for how long exactly? It'd be six years in about less than a month, three about three weeks. Be six years. Six years, and so you know the environment. You know exactly how society's laid out there. You you know the culture there, um, much like I know the culture here in Houston and how things are here in Houston. Mm-hmm. And so this, and and no disrespect to any other place, it's just how our country is laid out. Mm-hmm. In Dallas, Texas, if this was something, if Chauncey Billis was getting hired by the Mavs, this would not be an issue. We wouldn't hear anything from the Mavs fan base. Not saying anything bad about the wonderful people in Dallas, Texas, or the DWF um, area in general at all. DFW. But the culture, D, yeah, thank you, DFW. But the culture there, um, you wouldn't believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you wouldn't, wouldn't believe there would be a huge backlash um, if this was happening with the mass. Do you agree, Ethan? I, 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 I do agree. So, with me and you both having it now, it's just about knowing your environment, knowing the culture. Um, that's that's your PR team's job. And again, I'm not going to say anything, you know, someone within the organization talking to the president, maybe the GM had to, the guts to say, hey guys, have we considered the fans? Um, because it's, it's kind of vibes in the situation it is. Now, I'm, I'm all for Chelsea Billups hire. Um, I'm a strong believer of every human being deserves a ch- second chance. Um, I mean, sometimes, you know, people are put in very bad situations and can be put in a situation that it may seem like they did something bad or not. And we know how rape allegations go. It's kind of a sticky slope, especially if he wasn't charged um, and, and it, he wasn't actually, you know, convicted of it. Who knows exactly what happened? 
Um, we, had, we had kind of a similar story that was in sports for the longest with Deshaun Watson. Um, and, and now, let's say, you know, 20 years from now, Ethan, Deshaun Watson is kind of trying to do the same thing. And people are like, oh, no, but this happened. Me and you both will be like, well, you know, there's a lot of other stuff happening in Houston at the time, too, when this came back. So, but, you know, 20 years in the future, people won't have all that context, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. context being lost, not really knowing the story, not really knowing what's going on. And that's and the again, important we thing. don't know exactly context, um, knowing the case, knowing exactly what happened, what was said, what was done, the woman, her intentions, her background. Like, you just don't know. You don't know. You don't. And, you know, you just don't. Um, but it, it doesn't matter in our society. It's honestly what I was just, that was my point. It really doesn't yeah. matter. If you're accused of something now, you might as well be guilty. It's the um, court. Because that's going to weigh on your, you know, that's going to put an ultimate scar more yeah. than anything else on your yeah. legacy. I mean, it's, 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 it's the court of public opinion, right? The yeah. court of public opinion will, will seldom be swayed unless there is tangible, concrete evidence beyond a shadow of a doubt that were to prove otherwise. Um, and in this case, because here I read the uh, the article that came out today, or, or some of the, the transcript from the uh, press conference, because today they, they made the announcement about uh, Bill's hiring publicly, and um, and basically they said that the organization went through an independent agency, conducted a thorough investigation on the matter, but also understand this: Chauncey Billups, in the latter part of his career, also played for the Los Angeles Clippers. Neil O'Shea, before becoming a general manager of the Trailblazers, was a general manager for who? The LA Clippers. He's known mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups for a, very, for a while, for a very long time. They built built a really good rapport and relationship with one another. With one another. And one so he knows his character. So he, he knows his character. But at the same time, Olshay's job at the end of the day is to make the best decisions, the best basketball decisions for the organization. When you're president of basketball operations, that's what that's honestly what you do. And and honestly, Terry, this isn't to disregard any victims of rape, sexual assault, sexual abuse, domestic violence. Anything and everything under the sun to which a violent act or a heinous crime was, was done against you, it's not to dismiss, dismiss that about you or anything. But what it does bring up, Terry, is that we live in an era in general. Honestly, it hasn't changed. I mean, you have people lie on both sides of the spectrum. You had guys lie about not raping women when they really did. You've had or even women uh, raping uh, uh, men who, who uh, they say they never did. You know, both it goes both ways. And then even on the other side of the aisle, you know, like you have people that, that, that lie about the rape actually happened, you know. And so because of that, that's why our the American legal system, the American criminal justice system, although flawed and not perfect and it's for damn sure isn't designed for people that look like me and you, Terry, to fully thrive. It never has. Um, but at the same time, that's why it's important to kind of have context on the situation. Um, but, it, but even then, the court of public opinion will, will seldom be swayed. Um, but from a basketball perspective, I do like this hire. Uh, I mean, Billups, you know, uh, off-court issues aside, I thought he was probably the best candidate in terms of someone that could, um, from a Damian Lillard perspective, you know, uh, somebody that could, like, work closely with him and not only just inspire or, like, uh, enable him to be great, but also put him in the best situation to lead the team on the court to victory. He said defense is going to be his top priority. He finished 29th in the NBA in defense. Horrible. 
So we got to get that right. And obviously, Terry, you and I both know we got we got to bring in some more pieces. So hopefully, we can get that to go. Uh, but getting off the Trailblazer uh, subject and moving on to other coaching news in the NBA, uh, Jason Kidd becoming the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Terry being in Texas and hearing about that, what's kind of been like the latest in terms of how people have received him? Um, honestly, it's sad to say, you know, shout out to Jason Kidd. Uh, I hope the best goes from there in Dallas. Um, he did pretty good when, you know, where he was with Milwaukee. I mean, he's a pretty good coach. There's kind of a funny uh, Instagram video going around with him telling the player to bump into him as he's holding his drink to kind of get an extra time out. Uh, it's kind of funny. But uh, shout out to Jason Kidd. But sadly to say, when it comes to Dallas, it's not even news right now because everybody's listening and tuning into the news of Luca being a drama queen. Uh, not getting along with Porzingis, not getting along with Rick Car- Carlisle, um, going off of Mark Cuban. It seems that he, Luca's been a firecracker lately. Um, even though Porzingis um, doubt that him and Luca had words, but Mark Cuban is is the one who said it. Um, and so is he saying well, Cuban's lying? I don't know. It's just, why would Mark Cuban lie? I mean, he's a billionaire, so I don't, I don't know if billionaires have a reason to lie about anything other than their tax statement. <laughs> um, I just, I, I don't, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's it's crazy right now in Dallas. It really is, and in hindsight, it's funny um, and more ironic. Because you look on the other side of things and you have Trey Young here in Atlanta and his team is in the Eastern Conference Finals. But then you have Luka and Dallas, which, of course, they both agreed on that trade to send players, each player to the opposite team. And now you can have a particular situation where Luka may be leaving Dallas. Um, But I don't know because it does seem like even though he – um, supposedly went off on Mark Cuban, and Mark Cuban still likes him. And of course, again, Mark Cuban being a billionaire, he probably can handle someone yelling at him. It probably doesn't bother him much. Um, he probably just checks his account shortly afterwards. Um, but, but, but with that being said, um, you gotta you gotta just focus right now if you're a Dallas fans in the Dallas organization on keeping Luca there. Keeping him happy. If he wants to get rid of Porzingis, get what you can for him, um, and then try to go from there to continue to build around your, your superstar. But you gotta somebody has to talk to Luca and tell him, "Hey, Luca, believe it or not, even with the injuries that are happening this year, you're gonna need a second banana. So we we gotta find somebody for you to get along with. Somebody." Somebody. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, shout out again. Shout out to Jason Kidd. Glad to see another black man, another black coach hired yep. um, in the NBA. No, absolutely. And honestly, that that's the narrative I love to see. I mean, Becky Hammond, I mean, Terry, you and I talked about it a little bit earlier today. There will come a time yeah. where, she, where she will get a head coaching job. She's she's like the second in command on, on the Spurs uh, coaching staff who's learning under – 
honestly probably one of the greatest, if not the arguably the top, probably behind Phil Jackson. Or Terry, I know you might be, you know, a little bit biased with that, but uh, one of the greatest I, coaches I, I in NBA say, history. I, I, I'll always say this. Phil did have Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, arguably two um, of the best players of all time. If you don't think they're top two, you definitely know they're both top three um, players to ever play the game of basketball. And so Phil did have both of those guys. Uh, but Greg did have some good teams as well. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there, there's still a few jobs that – are open. Who knows? There may be a job opening in Milwaukee because, again, um, if, if Budenhoser doesn't get this done, I, I don't know if Milwaukee's going to bring him back. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, more to, more to be seen. Um, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, I'm thinking New Orleans still has a coaching vacancy as well. Um, but we're going to get out of here. We're, we're, we're running running out of time. But, no, we appreciate y'all tuning in, man, to episode 57 of the Ethan Terry Show a podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. Uh, make sure you leave us a comment. So like, comment, share, subscribe to the pod. Leave us a rating and review. We appreciate y'all, man, for your love and support. Terry, man, any final words, bro, in this last minute and some odd seconds? <laughs> um, Nah, bro. That, that's pretty much it. Again, shout out to Paul George, man, just showing up big. And like I told you earlier, and I just this is to be my final words here. We look at the landscape of the NBA, and we may ask ourselves, who's the best player left? Paul George believes he's the best player left in these playoffs. He believes mm-hmm. he's better than Giannis, Trey Young, and he believes he's better than anyone on the Phoenix Suns. And he showed that last night. Um, and, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying I agree with Paul George, but Paul George right now feels like he's the best player on the planet. Absolutely. And hopefully he can continue it. Because if not, hopefully we can see our predictions come true, man, with Milwaukee and Phoenix. We appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Terry, I'm going to holler at you. All right, bro. All right, bro.